Hello everyone, this is Rev Brad on the Soccer Chaplains United podcast from the Touchline. Today's podcast is part of our Lesson from Lasso series, so if you're short on time, when you hear that Ted Lasso theme song, you can skip ahead a minute and get right into the pod. Apple TV's Ted Lasso show has been very popular, and a lot of what we see on the screen gives a glimpse of life at a football club. Being around a professional team for some 25 years, I thought I would offer a chaplain's perspective on some of what we see in each episode. There are some great lessons to be learned, whether you're a person of faith or not. You might be an athlete, a coach, or simply a fan of the beautiful game. I think you're going to find a lot of clever and creative wisdom in this series. Thanks for joining us today. Here we go with another lesson from Ted Lasso. He's found the space, and he's found the back of the net. Just a little off foot, thinking he's going to go far post. Not strong enough with his right hand. Whips that one in. Far post, almost made him in, and they have. He has the hat trick. The second in his career. The third of the night. The hat trick hero. Talked about you're not going to be able to sustain that kind of pressure. To the corner. Goes towards the near post. And you're the angle. And what a goal. What a goal. Today's lesson from Lasso is the last of episode six, season one. We're on lesson 48 for those of you keeping track. And I've entitled today's pod, Tart Gets Cancelled. For frame of reference, Lasso has learned that Rebecca has agreed to the Manchester City loan recall for Jamie Tart. The selfish prima donna rogue striker finally had been brought into the team in a more united front, leading the coaches to believe that they've had two wonderful aces up their sleeve in a quest to stay up in the Premier League and not be relegated. It's easy to see owner Rebecca's dismay that her project to dismantle and destroy her ex-husband's football club is not going to plan. Even her secret henchman, Higgins, has been buying into the lasso philosophy of team and believe. Getting recalled from a loan or having your contract canceled, cut, waived, traded to name some other terms for it, is part of football. But that doesn't make it any easier. Danny Rojas even quietly tries to comfort Coach Lasso with a gentle, football is life. But how do we handle things when our plans and our efforts, our investments into someone or something are suddenly upended, terminated, cut off, or canceled, to no fault or decision of our own? This isn't something that only affects football athletes either, coaches, administrators, executive staff. There are many cases when the rug's been pulled out from someone underneath them right before they thought it would be. I've witnessed coaches being sacked, escorted to their offices to clean out any personal effects. I've seen athletes sneaking into the locker room with that large black trash bag, emptying the contents of their locker while teammates are out at training, their contract suddenly being revoked or being traded to another team and booked out on the next flight. It's times like these that I often reflect on the life of Joseph, chronicled in the book of Genesis chapters 37 through 50. Joseph's story, I think, often reflects some of the football highs and lows that we come to see and know in the beautiful game. Joseph was favored, special, loved dearly by his father. He was a bit of a prima donna. In his youth, maybe he boasted a bit too much or had too much swagger with his multicolored robe. Well, Joseph's brothers get upset with him. They throw him in a pit out of jealousy, and they're just about done with their younger brother and his boastful, entitled ways. Remind us a little bit of Jamie Tart. Joseph's brothers 
are going to kill him, but they decide instead to sell him into slavery. So Joseph ends up as a house manager. He does well, seems to have the Midas touch. He gains the approval of his master. He's soon entrusted with a lot of things. But Joseph also gets the attention of his master's wife, and she tries to take him to bed. Joseph runs away, but ends up being thrown in prison anyway. He effectively gets canceled. Even in prison, Joseph excels. Soon he's entrusted with caretaking the other prisoners. He's given sort of a job, managing some things. He's given some sort of status. We come to find out that the king, the Egyptian pharaoh, has thrown some of his loyal workers into jail, a cupbearer and a baker. One day, Joseph finds them depressed. So they tell Joseph what's going on, and Joseph interprets their dreams. Joseph asks the cupbearer to remember him as he helps him get out of prison, and, and, and maybe he can show some favor, remind Pharaoh of, of his situation, his dilemma. Well, it's two years that pass before Joseph is actually remembered. Ultimately, Joseph interprets some disturbing dreams for the Pharaoh, and he gets elevated out of the prison into the palace. The story of Joseph goes like this, pit to prison to palace, and a few points in between. I think Joseph's story reads like an athlete that moves from team to team, or a manager who can't seem to hold a job for very long before the ownership is casting them out again and going in another direction. There's a simple theme to pick up, though, in Joseph's story, and I think it plays out in these moments, whether you're recalled or canceled. Maybe I can sum it up with a phrase that gets repeated in Joseph's story. In the midst of these difficult moments, the author of Genesis writes, The Lord was with Joseph and gave him success in whatever he did. Let me say that again. The Lord was with Joseph and gave him success in whatever he did. That phrase gets repeated a couple times, whether Joseph is a slave or a prisoner or eventually leading Egypt through a time of famine. God is with Joseph in the times of loneliness, the times when he's been forgotten, the times when he's been falsely accused, the times when he's been mistreated and abused. And Joseph changes as well. You know, in the beginning of his story, he talks a lot about the dream that he has. But by the end of it, he's confessing that God alone can give the right interpretation, and he shies away from taking any credit for anything he's able to interpret correctly anyway. My friends, I don't know if you can resonate with Coach Lasso and the AFC Richmond staff over the cancellation of Jamie Tart. Perhaps you've had that moment when the rug was seemingly swept out from under you as coach, player, or something else. And honestly, these are not easy things to deal with. They are hard. Our feelings get hurt, our, the damage to our hopes and dreams. But we can get through them when we are in relationship with the one who can give us hope and grant us success and favor. Is the Lord with us? Is the Lord God granting us success and favor in the things that we are doing? And are those things in alignment with the greater purposes of God? You see, Joseph could have been content at any stage of his life, as a favored son and sibling, as headmaster slave, as the prison director. But ultimately, God was getting Joseph to a place where he could be the savior of his people and rescue them from a famine and let them grow under the protection and wing of the mighty nation of Egypt as they grew into their own people group. Had God left Joseph to be the prima donna son in a technicolor dream code of Genesis chapter 37, he would likely have never lived the full 110-year life whereby he saves his father, his brothers, and their families from famine and starvation. Joseph sums up the whole of his experience toward the end of his story as he speaks to his brothers with words of forgiveness. Don't be afraid. 
Am I in the place of God? You intended to harm me, but God intended it for good, to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. My friends, you might be going through a difficult time right now. You might have just been canceled, the rug swept up from under you. But might you and I hold on to the hope that God has an intention for you and for me, and it is for good, if we will but trust and see. Well, thanks for listening to this lesson from Ted Lasso. This is Reb Brad coming to you from the Touchline.